You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. Mike, here we are, an emergency podcast because the Celtics have made a blockbuster trade and I'm going to let you take it away because you're the one that predicted this would happen. You're the one that said you wanted this to happen. You don't care what they gave up and they give up a significant amount. Um, And so the parameters of the trade, then I'll give it to you, is Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtic. And in return, the Celtics are sending Rob Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, a 2024 Golden State first-round pick that the Celtics acquired in the Marcus Smart, Christoph Porzingis trade, and then a future first. Mike, um, so two firsts, Rob and Malcolm Brogdon. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, that future first is a 2029 unprotected, so... I think that's a really good get for Portland. Uh, my For the Celtics, I love it. And for Portland, I also love it. I think Portland has done tremendous with Damian Lillard, now Drew Holiday, and soon to be moving probably Malcolm Brogdon and possibly Rob too. Uh, I think the Celtics have the best starting lineup in the NBA. Um, I put them as the favorites to win this thing. I think my one concern is probably the concern that everybody has. Um I feel like they were already thin at center because the centers they had, there were concerns about their health and how reliable they would be. You know, Porzingis has never played a full season. Al Horford can't give you minutes every night. He needs a lot of nights off. And your third center is Luke Cornett, who's going to have to play a big role uh, on this team now during the regular season. And obviously the Celtics will probably pick up another big, but they're pretty thin. Um, I think they're loaded within their, you know, first six guys. And then after that, it's it's guys who have shined here and there, like a Pritchard and a Brissett and a Sam Hauser. But they're a little thing coming off their bench. But overall, I, I think that Holiday brings um, a good ball handler, which I don't think the Celtics necessarily had last year. Actually, an elite ball handler, uh, a proven point guard who's won a championship. And in my mind, maybe the best on the ball defender in the NBA. So where you lost Rob on the defensive end and, and smart and um, Grant Williams, you obviously, you got something back, I think with, um, with Porzingis and now Drew holiday, the Celtics are an elite level team. Um, and, and they got to keep Derek white, Jim. And I think that was something you were concerned about on the last pod is that white would be included in this trade and now Derek White will get to start at his true position to guard next to an elite point guard. And um, I love the trade. I wish Rob nothing but the best, but um, you could argue the Blazers won the trade. Maybe they did with all they got, but sometimes you have to lose a trade to win a championship. Um, oh, look at that. Some, you know, high level philosophy there at the end, lose a trade to win a championship. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you could argue that they're going to turn these picks into good players and Rob can end up being an all-star. But if the Celtics win a championship this year, does well, that If you win a championship, you don't lose a trade. If you if Drew Holiday, well, they, they, both teams win. I think you get what I'm saying, though, right? So, like, yeah. yeah. So, look, I, I think the positive. The positive right off the bat is that on the floor, Drew Holiday is a very, very good player, better player than Malcolm Brogdon. Um much more reliable health-wise than, um, you know, either Brogdon or Rob Williams. Um, 
like you said, Mike, he's a great defensive player. He's a two-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA defensive player. Um, he immediately becomes your all-best on-ball defender, and the talent level is is pretty extraordinary when you start to look at um, what came in and what left. The Celtics traded, you know, Marcus Smart, um, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you know, Mike Scholar and some draft picks for Christoph Porzingis and Rob Williams for Christoph Porzingis and um, Drew Holiday. And I, I think on a talent level, it's an upgrade. And to kind of hit home the positive too is I think you did you hurt your 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 top competitors in the East. Um, you narrowed the gap or, or leapfrog. However you want to look at it, it's pretty close between yourself and Milwaukee. The one thing yeah. I didn't think you had as of just a couple hours ago was someone that you could you know put on Dame Lillard as a primary defender defender, and I, I thought that was a huge advantage for Milwaukee. Um, Drew Holiday, you can do that. You know, you well, it's still wonderful, and you'll you'll need to find other ways to help, and you'd have to be creative defensively in a playoff series. But Holiday makes life easier on that end, without a doubt. Um, you look at Philly, and now you have two guys. You have two guys that can cover Lillard. Where prior to this trade, you really only had one. Yeah, I'm not even uh, sure you had one. You know, you had White that would give it a shot. I'd show they throw some mm-hmm. perch at Adam, but I. I think it would have been difficult for either guy. It's not really the strongest suit of the game, whereas Holiday, this is what he does. He's an on-ball guy, and, and, you know, he he just raises the bar considerably on that end. Um, And then you also heard Miami and Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia is still stuck with James Harden and doesn't know what they wanted to do. I'm sure they would have loved to somehow flip Harden and Holiday here and and figure out how they could work that out. And then Miami, they thought they were getting Dane Lillard. Um, just a couple days ago, and now Milwaukee has Dame Lillard, and the Celtics have Drew Holiday, and you're stuck with Tyler Hero. I I just think it's um, you know, it's almost I'm wondering if they're going <laughs> to offer the package they were offering for um, Dame Lillard for uh, Malcolm Brogdon now down in Miami. Oh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't because, do that. I wouldn't trade for a guy who gets hurt. So it's an interesting chain of events. It's a huge swing. Um. The talent level has risen. It doesn't mean that this doesn't have risk. And there is risk. You know, there's a chance that um, Rob Williams, a year and a half away from surgery, gets back to being in his old self and has his best year of his career. And if that's the case, he might even be better than Aiden over in in, in Portland. You know, we, uh-huh. we talked about that when Rob was healthy. That's how dynamic Rob was. And I don't think we should forget that and just push it aside as well. He's never healthy anyways. Because if it ever works with him, he could be the best player in this trade. Like I, I, I don't want to minimize that. Um, it's I, I would have rolled the dice with the risk because you have not seen Rob on the floor enough. But I don't want to um, just say it's not going to happen for him. And, and I'm rooting for him, by the way. I love Rob. Great personality. Uh, great Celtic. I hope it all works out and it, it, it does turn out that way for him. The second risk on this is that um, how's this going to look on the floor? How are they going to mix and match this talent? Um, does it fit? You know, we talked about how they were going to change their defensive identity. Well, what does it mean now that Holiday's here? Is it more of a switchable guy than Brogdon is? Do they get back to switching? Um, 
Holiday's going to be really your fourth option on offense. Uh, it, he yeah. did in the pecking order behind Tatum, Brown, Porzingis. Then it's Holiday, even though Holiday will have the ball in his hand. He, he's <laughs> pretty much a fourth option. Um, and what does this mean, you know, in terms of your starting five? Is it Horford or is it White? And if it's White coming off the bench, how does he handle that? Because he's certainly an NBA starter in the prime of his career yeah. going for his next contract. Uh, the I, last I think, thing, I think it, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Mike. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it would be really dumb at this point to start a 37-year-old Al Horford, maybe in the playoffs. Uh, right now, I think you limit him as much as possible this I, season. I tend to agree even, with that. Yeah. Even if that means, like, Luke Cornett's playing more minutes than him in the regular season. Like, I'm at that point. And Derek White's earned the right. He's better than Al Horford as a player, too, at this point. This yeah, and it would probably be matchup related. I think against Milwaukee, you'll see a lot of Al. Against Philadelphia, you'll see a lot of Al. Against Miami, maybe you'll see a lot less of Al. Um, and I think that's kind of what you will see. The other thing, and like I, and this gets lost, and you know, I didn't realize this, and um, and still I kind of dug in. Holiday has not been a good playoff performer throughout his career. He was in the championship run, but on the whole, he has not performed well. He's shot poorly. Um, he kind of disappeared last year against Miami. Um, he disappeared. Um, uh, you know, at times, first the Celtics, he had a great game five in the comeback when the Milwaukee was down 10 and he had that play at smart. But we forget from most of that series, he was not that good. Um, and on the flip side, Marcus Smart, despite what you will hear on the radio, was a really good playoff performer throughout his career. Mm -hmm. Had some really big yeah. moments on the whole, was pretty goddamn consistent. Um, people didn't love the shots he took, but there were shots given to him because they took it away from Tatum and Brown. I, I just, you know, and didn't he score like? Was, go ahead, Mike. Didn't he score like thirty points in Game Seven against Toronto in the bubble? Something insane like that. Didn't he have a game in the bubble in the Who's playoffs and the big playoff? Yeah, didn't yeah, he and he like had that big block on Noam Powell in Game Seven in the bubble. I mean, it's my yeah, come up big over and over again in the playoffs. Um, but he's not here. So it's a small sample size. So maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe it does. But it's this idea yeah. that you automatically get better in the playoffs with Holiday instead of Smart. Well, it doesn't bear out in recent history. So, in recent history. So I, I think that's important to know, too. But then again, you know, Holiday is the fourth best player on this team. You know, you're going to take away, you can't take away. Tatum Brown and Pozingas. So there's more options than Marcus Mott had when he's here for holiday to help with. Um it's I would have done the trade. I, I just I I I I think it would be foolhardy to say there was there's no risk yet. There's there's always risk. And there's always yeah, I agree with you. Yep. And uh just for one point of correction on you, I I never was concerned that they were gonna trade Derek White. I didn't think Derek White would be included oh. in this deal. I, he just I was more pissed about the kind of commentary about Derek White right. leading up into this deal. Um, Mike, hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the odds have already flipped and the Celtics are the favorite. I mean, the, it's close between them and Milwaukee. Milwaukee just signed <laughs> campaign, so the signings continue. Um, mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say before I throw it back to you is 
you're seeing a lot of concern about the Celtics' depth in the front court. Reasonable. It's really not much different than how they entered last season. In fact, it's a little bit better than how they entered last season because Rob wasn't even available. So you had Horford yes. and a bunch of guys and Blake Griffin. Now you have Horford and Pazingas and Cornette, and I'm sure they're going to bring someone in here. I wouldn't be surprised within 24 hours if we hear Blake Griffin's back. Yeah, I mean, they got to bring in somebody for training camp, right? Um, I, I think they were playing Noah Vonway last year. Yeah, they season. were. They were. Yeah, I think he even started the game. Yeah, Tim, that was really good analysts by you. I, I think that I really tend to agree with what you're saying about Smart and Holiday. I, I think the recent history is a really important point that you made because I do remember Holiday having some big moments when he was in Philadelphia, uh, the seven-game series here against Boston. Kevin Garnett, I think it was like 2012. That's unbelievable. Um, You're right. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, Kevin Turner was on um, for the Sixers too. He's been around for a while. Um, the The way I look at it is, this could be a little bit of an overreaction to the struggles against Miami because if you had Holiday and that point guard and not Marcus Smart, maybe your offense is playing much better at the end of the game in Game Six, and it doesn't come down to a um, a tip in by Derek White after we blew a million point lead like we did in previous seasons against Miami too. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're looking for more of a presence at that position and looking at Holiday as a guy as the fourth best option. We don't need 19.7 points a game from him like Milwaukee got last year. We need like 12 to 14. Uh, and we need him to fill that role and to be efficient as a scorer and not a volume shooter. Because in Milwaukee last year, he was a volume shooter. He put up a lot of shots. Um and, and that would not work here because he shoots at a low percentage. His three-point shooting percentage is right around the Marcus Smart range. Yeah. Um, and lower in his playoff career. Marcus Smart's actually been a better uh, playoff three-point shooter uh, for his career than Holiday. Um, so it's all about what kind of guy Holiday is, which everything I've heard, and we'll find out if this is true, is that he's just like the ultimate team guy, that he's going to, you know, he's going to buy into his role and, he really has to because the shot makers on the Celtics are Porzingis, Brown, and Tatum. And between the three of them, when they're healthy and they're playing, they're going to take up like 60 to 70% of your offense in a playoff series because they're they're just that talented. So everybody else has to hit open shots and fill those roles. Um, overall, again, I love the trade. My biggest concern outside of the bench that I mentioned earlier is you always had three guys that you could put on Joel Embiid and cover him one-on-one and say, Hey, you know, he's probably going to get his points, but he's not working. He's working the hardest against the Celtics probably than anybody else in the NBA. We had Grant Williams, Al Horford, Ian Roth. And then on the flip side, when you were playing Milwaukee, you kind of went into that too, saying we got multiple guys. We can build these walls with Rob, with, with Al, with Grant. And now two out of those three guys are gone. And they really weren't replaced with anybody that I go into those series saying I feel comfortable at all that the Celtics have anything to throw at Embiid and stop him. And I don't know if they have anything to throw at Giannis at this point and stop him. Um, so they're going to have to find different ways to win where maybe they accept Giannis and Embiid beating them on the offensive end and shutting everybody else down, which has been a tactic that other teams have used against them, against uh, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. But I definitely think that's a threat too, is that they don't have the depth that they used to have to cover those elite superstars in the East. 
and we'll see how we'll see how that plays out. I feel like Embiid and Giannis are probably going to get theirs when they play the Celtics now at a more efficient level. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I think I think the thing that really helps Embiid is is having Lillard there. Um, to, you mean Giannis? Yeah, Giannis. Um, but I, I I think you know Giannis and I don't losing Grant. You know, definitely. Uh, is an impact and, and Rob on that end, but I, I think they have a lot of still good wing defenders that can help build that wall on Giannis. The Embiid thing is, look, if Al's not healthy, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna struggle to got him. Um, yeah, yeah, but they, yeah. you know, there were times last year where they played Philly. I remember the game in Boston, and both Al and Rob were out, and it was a Blake Griffin game, and you know, and Embiid they they held him in check. I, I don't know what. They just seem to have the secret sauce with Embiid, and mm-hmm. maybe that changes. It seems like Embiid almost um, gets in his own head against the Celtics. Um, so you know they've always just had a really mentality of guys just not being afraid to go at him or you know defend him. Um, you know, and maybe the thing that hampered Embiid the most actually last year wasn't the Celtics; it was the injury he was coming off of in that first round. I, I just. It's it's going to be fun to see, and it's you know I I do think they had to move Malcolm Brogdon. I think that thing was um, simmering, and I, I don't think it was really fixed. I read a Bopet report just the other day about yep. him being a smart I read it guy, going to ask questions, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're a smart guy, you realize they want to trade you because they think someone's better. Like it, it's not that hard to figure out. I don't care how smart you are. Um, I, I I think they had to make that move and move off him, and they got some roster holes to to fill out at this point. Um, but it's going to be fascinating, Mike. It's going to be fascinating the style they play defensively. It's going to be fascinating to see um, how they handle both White, White and Holiday. How they're going to utilize White now with Holiday here. Um, you know, Tatum and Brown are probably going to see the shots go down a little bit this season. I would think with the addition of Porzingis and. Really good offensive players of Holiday and White. I, I, you know, I think they're going to be fine with that, but you, you never know with the young guys. So I, I it's going to be interesting. And how do they gel early? You know, is it a struggle early? Because this is this is a huge, you know, this is an overhaul essentially. And so they will. I mean, you, you see, how's it going to look? You know, super teams struggle for like half a season typically in the NBA, unless they were like the Kevin Garnett, Boston Celtics is a history of these teams, like really struggling out the gate. Maybe Golden State didn't either with Kevin Durant, but that was a whole different animal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're playing 500 ball for a month or two. I really wouldn't. And the, and the last thing I'll add to this now is obviously the Celtics have a lot of playoff experience. Um, they, they've been through a lot of battles, you know, up and down this roster. Now they have a championship medal too. They have had a guy that has been there and done that. It's something they haven't yeah. had in the past. Um, how much does that really mean in the end? I I, I think it does matter. Um, I think it means a lot. Um, so that's just an interesting wrinkle to throw into this. I, hey, it's this is a stacked stacked team. Um, it's going to be how healthy can they stay. Um, especially at the Maybe. big spot between Horford and um, Porzingis. But they're healthy going into the playoffs. They're healthy during the playoffs. 
you know, flip a coin, I guess, between them and Milwaukee. It, it, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, and then when they take on Denver, that's going to be fun too. Everybody's counting Denver out, even though they have the best player in the universe. Um, oh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't count him out. Yeah. No, do not count that guy. I out, imagine but... Jamal Murray's going to be even better this year. Yeah, I, I think that would be crazy to count them out. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be healthy. Yeah, um, and he wasn't very good last year, and he's a really good player. You know, when I my last point about holiday and why I'm excited about this, I do think the championship experience matters a lot. And the reason I say that is the way they won the championship in Milwaukee was special too. I mean, they were down three two, and they went down three two on a buzzer beater on like an incredible inbound pass by Jay Crowder. And I feel like everybody in the world thought Phoenix was taking that series, and he shut down Chris Ball for two straight games, just took him out. You know, he outplayed him on both ends of the floor and just, you know, really, in a lot of ways, Giannis was definitely the MVP of the series because what Giannis was doing in that series was insane. But on the defensive end, Holiday was huge in that series, and I think he's. I think that's what he's going to bring here. The Celtics have a history of tough moments where they've kind of fallen apart in the playoffs. And now I feel like they finally have a guy who's going to be that steady hand to get them through it. Um, and I, I do think that's important for Brown and Tatum because they need, they need another guy to help them get over the top to get that one championship. Um, and I, I do, I do think we have it now. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for the season to start. And I'm excited for June when Milwaukee and Boston meet in the playoffs. Yeah, no, definitely. And all those points are, are important points and you know uh, is this going to be the guy that bridges a gap between their failures and and successes you know i've also heard some stuff about the end of the game stuff i mean you and i've talked about that at nauseum i think Mm -hmm. that has more to do with tatum accepting a different role at the end of the game and pushing the ball than it has anything to do with Drew holiday and marcus smart i I just don't think it's a jaden tatum thing and hopefully he can make that next step um my closing thought mike to wrap up i put on sports radio last week after the dame lillard trade and i immediately heard dame lillard didn't want to play for you he said over and over again he doesn't want to come to boston and he doesn't want to play for you and nobody wants to play for you true holiday had the celtics on the top of his list As and they're already talking about an extension already talking about an extension so honestly sports radio once again just eat shit Shit. It is yeah. it is for the mindless. Um Fox News on your sports radio dial. I Yeah, and all week long they were saying, like, well, oh, the Celtics don't have the balls to pull the trigger. They should be willing to pot with guys. I guarantee on Monday morning they're gonna be like, oh, you know, the more I thought about it, this is actually a horrible trade. Uh yeah. All right. Hey, let's let's close it up and uh we'll we'll talk, we'll talk soon. All right, go Celtics.